Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Waco Famous Podcast. It's Whitley, Ash, and B. And today we're here with a special guest. I'll let Ashley take over to tell you a bit about him. Oh man, where do we start? Uh, Bob and I go way back. We've got Bobby Jackson all the way from LA. Um, hey y'all. <laughs> Hello. That was so country of you. <laughs> um, don't. Don't be fooled. No country bones in that body. Um, <laughs> he was actually my CA at A&M. Lived next door, had a great bunch of roommates. Fellow Aggie. Fellow Aggie, obviously. Um, and he's doing some cool stuff in L.A., so I will let him uh, kind of intro himself on that. Okay, cool. Hey guys, I'm Bobby. Uh, you know, thank you guys for having me on the podcast. First and foremost, uh, very honored to be your first guest. Um, very excited. Uh, I guess uh, I came out to LA in 2009, shortly after I met this one in college, or years after I met this one in college, and um, uh, chasing you know dreams and whatever. I didn't really have a clear vision on what I was doing coming out here. I just knew I always wanted to end up in LA. Uh, this is where I wanted to be. Uh, so, you know, just came out here, uh, 10 years ago now, which is, which is wild. Um, crazy, crazy. Oh, I'm so with you. I think you said, what was it on episode one or two? I can't remember. You said something about 10 years has gone by, but it's felt like five. Yeah. I empathize with that so much. I don't know where the time has gone. Uh, it's literally felt like it's gone so quickly. Uh, but I've been having a blast out here for 10 years in LA, making it thriving, um, and a large thanks and a large part of that is thanks to uh, being in the service industry, being a part of the bar world, being a bartender. Yeah. Like, so how did you even get into that industry? I mean, I know that I was supposed to move out to L.A. with you and I failed on that when we graduated. Um, but I don't even think nope, I really okay. remember how you got into that. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I got into it out of necessity. It's L.A. is an expensive place to live. I don't know if you guys know that. It's just ridiculously <laughs> expensive. Um, and I mean, I had even heard that, but you really don't understand it until you get out here. So many people move out to this city and so many people leave this city, uh, within a year, uh, two years. It's almost like it's a, it's a timer kind of situation. Uh, so over 10 years, I've seen a lot of that. So in my first year, um, you know, I came out with the savings of course, but money goes quickly. Uh, if you want to live out here, you have to make a decent amount of money. And if you want to have a life out here, you've got to have a decent amount of money. 
Um, so I got into bartending out of necessity. It offered the flexibility and the cash flow to be able to do that, to, to live in LA. Well, cause you were kind of looking into, and you're kind of doing it or correct me if I'm wrong, like voiceover stuff and oh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah. That's I mean, there's, cool. there's always a plethora of things that you kind of got to get involved with out here. You've got to have multiple streams of income. Um, I still work in voiceover. I still get regular commercial work with voiceover. Uh, but it's by no means enough to support me on its own. And that's the tough thing about this city is you can jobs are hard to find and you can get jobs, but to get a job that supports a lifestyle out here is actually quite difficult. Um, so I've had to do multiple things like that. Do you feel like you have, when you, when you think of all the places that you've worked while you've been there, do you have a favorite that sticks out? A favorite place that I've worked. Uh, I've been pretty fortunate uh, out here in the city and in this industry to work at a lot of really cool places. Um, I got to work at House of Blues right before it was shut down uh, on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, um, cool. I got to work at Clifton's Cafeteria, which is uh, a building, an establishment that was opened up in the 30s and somehow maintained into uh, the 2000s here. Changed ownerships and turned into a cocktail bar. But it was such a unique venue to work at. Um, however, to be honest, if I'm to pick a favorite... I kind of feel like I've got to pick two. It's the bookends of my experience. Uh, Saddle Ranch was the very first job I ever had out in California, Saddle Ranch Chop House on Sunset. Um, and where that place was kind of a nightmare, it was so foundational to my LA experience. Uh, it's definitely got to be one of my favorites. And uh, the other bookend is definitely going to be Mama Shelter, the place I'm currently at. Uh, for almost one reason alone, I get to work outside. I get to bartend on a rooftop and be oh, outdoors nice. in this beautiful California weather. Uh, you know, ninety-five percent of the time. I'm gonna pull, up, I'm gonna pull up a picture on Instagram of that so I can so Britain can see it because I've actually I got to go there when I was there last year. Oh, cool. Yeah, any kind of rooftop. Oh my gosh, it's oh, so cool. I got awesome. to go there. Um, I don't remember when that was. We went to Ellen, and then <laughs> we went and hung out at the rooftop of Mama Shelter. Uh, Saddle Ranch actually was like had a, a TV, TV show, show for oh, really? a hot second. Yeah, VH1 Saddle Ranch. <laughs> Were you on that sure. TV show? <laughs> that place was uh, wild. <laughs> that place was definitely an introduction into chaos. Um, you know, the cocktail program wasn't anything to speak of, but uh, it was a unique place to be. A very it- hot spot. In, in California, is it a great still open? to this city and that industry. Is it still like a functioning bar? It's still it's still there, but it definitely is beyond its heyday now. It's not. The same. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, it's this on view. Sunset Boulevard, and it had a mechanical bowl in the middle of the bar. It was it was wild. I got to go. Yeah, I had to get into a to a you know. <laughs> Texas style place. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, I'm looking at pictures right now and like of Mama this is, Shelter, though, right? Yeah, yeah, Mama Shelter. This is cool. Yeah, it's awesome. We got to go out there. The views are awesome. So I guess we need to get down to like the nitty gritty here. Tell us about Bar Resource and like how that got started. Um, Bar Resource is my company slash YouTube channel slash IG page. Uh, where currently I'm just teaching classic cocktails, um, you know, different renditions of those cocktails, always a mezcal variation as well. I'm on that mezcal kick. Ashley, I think you like the mezcals. (laughs) Uh, But how it got started, I mean, I just, 
you know, I've got 10 years of experience in bartending out here. I've learned a lot and I've been uh, lucky enough to work alongside a lot of very knowledgeable bartenders, mixologists, uh, and four, you know, very knowledgeable managers and GMs. Uh, so I've just learned a lot and accumulated a lot of knowledge in that industry over the years. And I just kind of want to share that and really bridge the gap between the cocktails that people can order at bars and the cocktails that they're making at home so they can just make higher quality cocktails on their own time. That's awesome. I'm about it. Yeah. <laughs> Whitley loves I'm that. into it. We'll take some lessons because I know. I, may, I need a little help, I think. <laughs> I think we all do. Well, I think Britton wanted to ask you. She was going to chime in a minute ago. Yeah. So um, I guess of your the places that you've worked or even your current job, what do you what would you say would be the coolest or maybe funniest moment you've ever had at your job or previous job? I always feel like this is a tough one uh, <laughs> because I have to be very careful of what I say. Have you had any like celebrities people? come to the bar and have you served any famous people? So that's what I was going to say. I feel like the easiest thing to default to is, you know, what differentiates bartending in this city from other cities is you do, you are in Hollywood, California, you're in Los Angeles. So inevitably you're going to run into celebrities, uh, end up taking care of them and, um, you know, do your best to play it cool and just have like a normal experience. Treat them like uh, a some, normal human <laughs> per se. These are normal humans. It's weird, right? Right. <laughs> no, no. The one that I'm thinking of that you have served is not a normal human. <laughs> wait, wait, who are you thinking of? She's a really hot blonde. Oh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Ah, he knew right She's off like that. my fave. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, you better believe that I was geeking out at the same time, at least behind closed doors. Can you say what she ordered? <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I was I was making her. I don't know if you've seen the cocktail that I designed for you, Britain. Yes. Um, very similar drinks to that. That's kind of that's oh, kind of okay. one of my cool. <laughs> <laughs> the fresh watermelon juice always goes over well. I mean, everyone likes the tahini rim, and then you put you know flour on top, big watermelon slice. Yeah. It, it wows. It impresses. So you know, I went with those, and she kept reordering them. <laughs> that's awesome. That'll work. Cool. So like. Moment. Where do you see Bar Resources Future going? Like, what's your end goal here? I mean, you kind of talked about it, but 20-year, 10-year. Uh, right. Uh, you know, I, I want to just keep uh, growing as a digital media creator. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful creative outlet for me. Um, you know, I get to be uh, a producer, an actor, a bartender all at once. You know, you, you kind of just... Um, you know, it is what you make it kind of thing. Where I want to go in the future, though, I'd love to get into more consulting. Uh, I'd love to get into developing people's pro bar programs more. Um, and to be honest, I think the shows I've kind of been on hiatus for a couple months. I want the show to uh, feature a lot of these wonderful people that I've had the chance to meet out here. Uh, the cool thing about Hollywood is you get to work alongside uh, people that are doing something else. Inevitably, you know, talented singers, dancers, actors, actresses. Um, models, whatever. Everyone's got a skill that's outside of bartending. And so I want to start bringing these people on and featuring them and just kind of, you know, I don't know, seeing where it goes. Super cool. Yeah. Well, and it obviously takes some sort of talent to be able to do these cocktails because I know I could go and get all these ingredients, but putting them together is a whole other story. So how do you feel like you come up with the creation process of these drinks and like the importance of them being done well, you know, like 
How do you mm-hmm. come to that and say, okay, this is going to be a drink that sells, that people love. How do you get to that? Um, it's, it's tough to be honest. The, everyone's different with their creative process and you never know where inspiration is going to come from. Sometimes you start with a spirit and you build around that. Sometimes you have a flavor in mind and you're building towards that goal. Um, ultimately I just have the experience and the, uh, 10 years of experimentation as well. So I know the flavor profiles of, you know, all the liquors and liqueurs that are going to pair with it. I know how juices blend with certain liquors And so that's really why I want to do this bar resource thing, because I have all this experimentation under my belt and knowledge I've gained from other people around me. So uh, I just feel like I guess my instincts are a little bit better when it comes to blending and creating cocktails. Um, It's easier for me to achieve those goals that I have in mind uh, when you have those set uh, for a certain cocktail. Um, One thing that is important, though, I apologize, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, but a lot of people are just building cocktails for taste and there's a lot more things to consider. Um, yeah, like the visual aspect. Yeah. Love it. Exactly. You taste <laughs> it. <right. laughs> so Instagramable. Uh, so aesthetics. It's true. Aesthetics so do you, for sure. Your taste. Um, well, you guys, you may answer this, but what do you think is the most important part or like what the most, the importance of a well done cocktail? Like, I mean, you talked kind of about the process of, you know, starting with the spirit and then going from there. But what do you think the most important aspect of like making a well done or well made cocktail is? I think that's kind of up to the individual um, because you better believe some people come into the bar and they're very happy with drinking a Jack and Coke, uh, a vodka Red Bull. My mother. A- <laughs> <laughs> totally Whitley's mom. <laughs> Maybe it depends on the day you've had a rough day and. And some days I'm like, I'll just drink anything. <laughs> Whitley's mom shows up to uh, the largest whiskey selection in Texas, a little pub we have here that really does have the largest whiskey selection in Texas. And she asks for a Jack and Coke and we oh. all crawl under the table. And Which, die. bless her heart, that's what she likes and she, she knows it. it. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, you drink what you want. If that's what you like, that's fine. And so I guess it's not so much about the importance uh, as much as it's important to know that there's a difference. Um, if, if you're if you're making a cocktail with lower quality ingredients uh, or the improper techniques, there's going to be a difference in whether you're using fresh juices or you know better liquors or the proper techniques. There will be a difference in those cocktails. So if it's Absolutely. important to you, that makes sense. And there comes the confusion, though, of vetting your bartender because there is kind of a ambiguity uh, when you order from a bartender and you don't really know what you're going to get. Let me just say, I order a tequila and water consistently. I will either not know what tequila I'm getting or I will get a shot of tequila and a glass of water, and you have to make my own be cocktail. Your own bartender. <laughs> Which I don't know if we could call that a cocktail, but right, hey, a drink. Wow. <laughs> he has his mind. He's cringing right now. <laughs> That's I, tough, and, and 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 it's it's yeah, it's it's sad. It's you sad. can take a it's shot of tequila and chase it with water and do the trick. <laughs> Especially when you have an industry where people, I feel like a lot of people do get into this industry out of necessity. Um, I mean, I did coming out to California. Uh, 
So sometimes you get a lot of people that don't care. That's too common, I think, in the bartender world. Uh, I'm just too prideful and too competitive, so I always want to do a good job and do things well. Um, so that's led me to become very good at my job. But for the most part, there are a lot of bartenders who are like, this isn't what I'm trying to do. I just do this for money. And they don't care. Yeah. Whitley hates them. I hate those guys. <laughs> Whitley hates them. <laughs> oh, me too. Me I'll too. always ask for a recommendation. Like if I, like you said, if I get a um, like a tequila drink, maybe I don't want a, a margarita. Or maybe I do want a margarita. And I'm like, well, what kind of tequila? I'm like, um, anything – you think it's good or, you know, if I take a shot of tequila, I want it to be silver and sure. chilled or whatever. But, yeah, I'm not well knowledge. Okay, Bobby that. will help you. Thank you. No, no, no. Honestly, asking that question is such a great thing because if the bartender gets upset at all or mad, they can't think of anything. They don't have that in their repertoire. So you can immediately just change your direction right away. You know they're not that great of a bartender. If you ask for a suggestion and they have something right away, they're able to talk about it, you know you've got a skilled bartender and you're in good hands. Mm-hmm. But some there's kind of red flags, if you will, where you need to change your own position. No, there's a couple of there's a couple of people in town that I'm like, I I like gin and I don't like such and such. Make me something. And they're like, I got you. And they do Perfect. it well. Yeah. But who, what did I ask Saturday night? And you were like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> what did you ask the bartender? I asked for. You said, can I. Oh, spicy margarita. Get a spicy margarita. And he said, do you want me to put um, hot sauce in it? And I was what? like, we're going to yes. do a tequila he and said, water. He said, do you want me to put Tabasco in it? Yes. I was like, oh my gosh. Abort. She said, uh, never mind. <laughs> We're gonna do a tequila and water, and that's Tabasco. When, and that's like a bloody mary. Yeah, no, that but person, vodka, bless their still. heart, just is not. They're in the wrong job. That's when you know to abort. Abort mission. <laughs> order water instead. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> so that's... the well, what you may want to ask us a question, oh, but this is definitely but, a good um, question. Oh. It's okay, just, yeah. for all my haters out there, what is the style of the glass? What is, why does it matter? What is the style of the glass? Why does it matter? Uh, it just contributes to the entire experience. I mean, you have uh, which what I was told was your absolute favorite glass is the Algonquin or the Coupe. Yes, because I can't imagine having that cocktail in a tall glass and drinking it through a straw. It would ruin the whole thing. Is that glass like the one that's real fancy? Looks the one like that's on the picture, like a yeah. The one that's on my picture. Okay. Bobby's like, I'm in LA. What's a straw? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't okay. have straws. That This glass reminds me of like a 19, 1940s, like Great Gatsby. I, know, I don't know I if that was it. Great Gatsby. I kind Gatsby of wish I had one of those like cigarette extension things yes. in my hand at so the your same hands time. You know? Not even like smoking a cigarette, just like holding the thing. That's what it reminds me of. So why does, I guess you, you said that, but sometimes it's, sometimes it's bad. Actually, this, um, Two weekends ago, someone had champagne, and they were looking for a champagne flute. And they're like, I don't have anything. I was like, I'll just drink it out of a regular cup. And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> you cannot drink it out of that. I'm like, well, yeah. I think – I feel like it adds to, like, the aesthetic of the drink as well. Like <laughs> – You can't see know. him, but he's, like, fist He just fist bumped, so, yeah. Video. It's all about the experience, <laughs> I think. Cut your nail on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the champagne flute is actually functional as well. 
So you've got the bubbles in the champagne. Since it's slender and tall, that's uh-huh. going to diffuse much slower. Okay. Whereas if you had a wider surface area, those bubbles are going to diffuse a lot faster. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I have function so aesthetic experience. The whole okay. whole shebang. Um, I have a question. Where the heck was this in college? Like we were not we were not drinking these things in college. So like where did this come about? Because I'm pretty sure we were building beer pong walls with (laughs) Keystone. Oh no. In your garage. (laughs) I think at a young age you don't really have that sophisticated of a palate. And it takes experience and time to develop that. And like I said, you know, it wasn't important to us, so we didn't care. And we couldn't afford it. Yeah, I was gonna say it was cheap. Did they, you know, they still sell Keystone? It was like bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they remember whoever drank whatever liquor in the freezer. Oh, you my gosh. Better. Keeping a running tab. Oh, yeah. Wait, I have a really random question that's not on our on our sheet. But how, how do you feel or how did you feel in college about when people are done with a liquor bottle and they, like, put it on top of their cabinets? <laughs> you probably I swear did you it. had that. I swear you did. <laughs> or on top of the fridge. It was like, hey, look at all this alcohol I've drank. Well, why do people do that? I don't know. The lights in it. I think it's like a thing. In, it's a college thing. Yeah, decorations are expensive. I don't know. <laughs> you eventually realize it's lame, but, you know, for, for a little bit, it's kind of like a trophy. That's true. Because you're like, oh, yeah, we drank all this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Jägermeister was such a thing. I don't either. Oh, that makes me want to. I barf. feel like that was like hot while we were in college. Jäger bombs. Oh, no. I've never understood Jäger. Oh yeah. No. Uh, well, I mean, it's, a, it's a European thing. So you you could start getting into like digestifs and aperitifs, which are basically like pre and post meal um, liquors. Um, if you ever heard of like Fernet Branca or like certain sweet vermouths. You drink them, uh, it's, it's all very Italian, very European. You drink it before a meal to expand your stomach, and then you drink the digestive after the meal to help with digestion. And Jaeger is technically that. Is Jaeger um, for after your dinner? Technically, it's a digestive, but it's sugared to okay. shit, so it's not really the yeah. same thing. Okay. It's kind of different. <laughs> so, like, limoncello, they give you that yeah. after. It's after, It's right? like a palate cleanser, right? Oh, look at you. <gasps> you have some. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But is that a palate cleanser? What is that? Limoncello is a palate cleanser, yes. Huh. Look at Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Uh, it's because you know him. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a favorite cocktail right now for yourself? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, or to be honest. What to I'm, make? Ooh, to make? To make or Whichever. to make sours. Okay. To make definitely sours. Uh, so like you can see on on your cocktail, Willie, that your yours is a sour technically. Uh, it's because it's actually got the egg whites. So yes. the egg whites create that froth. Um, and you can use Angostura to like draw on it and do like more things artistically. And I just think aesthetically, that's that's a sexy look. I love. I the, love like, it. Froth. I love it. She's all about the sexy drink. <laughs> and sours have to be in coops, by the way. Don't you dare oh, put a sour see, thing. There you go. Also, why she loves it. Sorry, Algonquin. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care she, what the name is. I just like We glass. only know that that's what it's called because her good friend Stacy wrote it on her birthday post. No, she like looked it up because she cares <laughs> about me that much. She like figured out what the name of the glass was. She's but a real friend. She is. It is. 
What is your <laughs> favorite current cocktail to drink? Is it what you're drinking right now? Uh, honestly, no. This is a mezcal old fashioned, uh, but anything mezcal based, sure. And but mezcal. What is mezcal? mezcal? I've heard it like of a mezcal mule, but what is mezcal? Mm. Uh, by technical definition, all tequila is mezcal. But, but all mezcal isn't necessarily tequila. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Correct. Yeah. So, so mezcal is going to be earlier in the process of making tequila. Um, they don't actually uh, distill it. They just let it uh, ferment in underground uh, pits where they burn a lot of like wood and stuff. And that's what gives it that very smoky and peaty flavor. Okay. Uh, mezcal was originally created by agave farmers who were honestly just trying to drink some of the product uh, while they were working. So <laughs> they didn't want to wait. And so they would just throw it into these underground pits, burn this wood, and just kind of speed up the process so they could start enjoying it before uh, you know, everybody else. So what's kind of funny is, is mezcal in, in Mexico is actually – technically it's a step b- before tequila. So it should it's, – it's an easier product to make. So it should be – Lower quality, I guess, is what you would consider it. Okay. But for some reason in America, we have we associate mezcal with being higher quality. I think because of like scotches and things like that. So we're paying a premium price for a sub premium product. I did not uh, know this. That's fascinating. Paid so many premium prices. Think about how many little <laughs> like you can uh, school them now. You can be like terracotta is... pot mezcal shots you've had at Whistler's. Whistler's. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a Pot, terracotta yeah. pot? It's like a little mini in terracotta Austin, pot. we will take you. It's my favorite. It's, yeah. Hmm. It's I think like, you took me my first time. Well, no, but he's gone with, we've gone with Bobby. Yeah, but that was the first time, right? Wait, did we go with Bobby? Yes. yes. We did. And Matt. Yeah. Hmm. Matt is Bobby's go. brother. Whistler's. That upstairs bar in Austin. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I got that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Postcard, yeah. I got that postcard. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's my favorite spot. I like that. Because literally, those mezcal shots are more appropriately priced. I feel like you're doing one 1.5 ounce mezcal shots for like seven, eight bucks. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? We just got them. (laughs) It was a good night, huh? Yeah. Just, but it's just like, there's none of them are chilled. It's all just like room temperature. Oh and my it, gosh. If it's summer, it's hot. You're in Mexico. No, you're You're transported. Crazy. It's the best. There's like a stuffed coyote, I yes, think. something terrible. <laughs> Maybe What's well, Austin coyote? for it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite or what would you say is your most – what's the most overrated drink that people order, that they order and you're like, okay, everyone oh, just yeah. wants like, this? I want to know this. Uh me personally, uh, it's got to be the AMF. It's got to be the Long Island, the Long Beach. Any uh, variants of those three drinks, they're the same are drink. Are you talking basically. about people literally still order that? So I might have PTSD from <laughs> Saddle Ranch. Saddle Ranch used to serve these giant carafes of AMFs, and and they're you know twenty bucks and and just getting people way too Wait. intoxicated. Oh, okay. I was about to ask uh, what the AMF, do you AMF want to know, was, but I remember now. I'll pull an Ashley, and there's a fun fact is that I learned <laughs> that there is actually no iced tea in Long Island iced teas. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, absolutely not. No, a, a Long Island iced tea is vodka, gin, rum, tequila, triple sec, uh, 
So four liquors and a liqueur, and then you've got sour mix and Coke on top. It's like a suicide, like when you go to a gas station, you make a suicide. It's a liquor suicide. I feel like it's the fastest way to a hangover possible. (laughs) You would. Yeah. So, so, I mean, to each his own. Whatever you want to drink, that's fine. I get that. But I guess when people order Long Islands and when people order AMFs, it's a certain type of person. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, I, it's okay. I've known a, I've known at least one person in my life. I think we have that a has ordered of it, them. and it matches it. They're overrated too. <laughs> matches the person. I mean, overrated these are just person. the people that, like they go hard, or they're trying to get drunk, or they're going to end up fighting somebody, or yes. they're going to end up puking in the establishment. Ugh. It's just kind of like a red flag right away when somebody orders one of those drinks. Oh, that's so funny. You're like, oh, here they are. <laughs> They're here. Well, what is like the most eye roll shot that someone could order? Fireball. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I almost yeah. just said that. <laughs> that's up there with Jägermeister for me. Actually, Jaeger's probably takes the cake, but <laughs> Fireball's yeah. right there. People don't still do Jaeger shots, right, though? Oh, I don't I guess they do. Not. We already c- talked about that. Yeah. I, that blows my mind. No, I think it's happening. Which I'm guilty because a couple weekends no. ago I did have, a, sh- I did have no. a shot of Fireball, but I did not order it. Uh, that's better and, than but, Jaeger to me. Yeah, it, it, I agree. But it's just it's super sugary, it's the Fireball thing. Yeah. You're going to – you're gonna. it's a fast track to a hangover. Hey, yep. Bobby, I don't know if this is just a Texas <laughs> thing or what, but do people order – um, like pickle shots oh, in LA. I um, love a pickle shot. Oh yeah. Like, okay, I didn't know if that was like because we're in Texas or if it's just kind of a across the board like. But it's not. It, is it a shot or a pickle back? Well, it's oh, like yeah, it's yeah, like vodka and pickle juice mixed together, you know, or whatever. Oh, what's so. I don't. Know, I don't know what that is. I I just know yeah, a pickle back. They get a pickle back. Oh no no! So, These are large batched. What is pickle the- shots? What yeah. is the Vodka. proper way, though? Because when I was in college, and I went to Texas State, so, I mean, yes, I drank. <laughs> um, we would do a shot of, of vodka and then okay, a, but that's a, a, pickleback. a shot of pickle yeah, juice. Yeah, that's a pickleback. But it wasn't until I moved to Waco and ordered a pickle shot, and like you said, they're already pre-made. And I was like, well, y'all yeah. don't do separate, but they had them mixed in, and yeah. I, that was really well, different. Well, I actually got really impressed um, – a couple weekends ago because I was in New Braunfels, which is like 30 minutes south of Austin. And Close enough we ordered – someone ordered pickle shots for us because to me they're just like fun. They're not even like a I love it. get drunk thing. They're just like a whatever. Yeah. And they had little thin, perfectly pickle slices in <gasps> the pickle shot. I was like, this is next level. Whitley's all about the presentation if we have okay. not established <laughs> that yet. <laughs> You can give it to me in a plastic cup, and I'm gonna. It take was it. in a plastic <laughs> shot glass. Anyways, I just didn't know if that if people asked for those in LA or not. Oh yeah, no, that was something that was big. Uh, the the pickle back was a standard Jameson chased by pickle juice back in like oh, I don't know 2010 2011. Oh, um, and now people still order them, but uh, I mean I've worked at a lot of places that just don't have pickle juice, so we don't really at Mama's we don't offer it, but people still try. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I think cool. Texas always has pickle juice. Absolutely. What would take it to the next level? Here, you can add. You can write this one down. <laughs> you should take like a like half of a dill pickle, like those big like ballpark dill pickles. You should like scoop it out with like a melon, 
baller or something and serve the shot out of that. Oh, I'm sure that's cost effective. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's like an $18 but... shot. Hey, uh, people will pay that in LA. That's probably why they batch those pickle shots is because they're probably not pouring a lot of liquor in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but don't worry. We still order them. They're I feel like they're just good. for fun. It's they're like, so we for fun. We're, we're not shot takers. So it's like yeah. a pickle shot. A pickle, basically just I'm a shot, a shot taker when I shouldn't take the shot. <laughs> hey, you know, if I'm ordering shots, like um, either probably already intoxicated mm-hmm. or I just am ready to party. Absolutely. Ready to party. Which is always. So what is your biggest bartender pet peeve? Like, I know if someone like snaps at a bartender, I want to kill them and I'm not even the bartender. That's so rude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, gosh, we could, I mean, I don't have a a lot of pet peeves, I guess. Uh, it's kind of just that it's, it's, it's the foundational if if you're rude. I mean, I've I've worked in high volume a lot, so there's a lot of things that you just deal with regularly. Uh, there's always too many people. There's always not enough staff. Uh, there's always not enough cups and inevitably you're dealing with assholes all night, you know, whether it be one in 20 people or one in 50, it's just high volume. So it's inevitable. Um, so those people that are snapping, clapping, yelling, I give my name out a lot at the bar, so it's bittersweet, I guess, because then you'll just get people yelling your name from across the bar. Um, so it's just, yeah, the rudeness. Uh, I mean, the more patient you are having your order together, being understanding, and then throwing a good tip in chaos, like these are my people, and these are the people that are going to get heavy pours, they're going to get free shots okay. if I'm mistake a drink they're gonna get that so i don't understand why people are rude but it's that's what i try to tell people like i've been with people that have snapped at a bartender before and i'm like you You do realize you're getting served last now yeah they're not making eye contact with you and they're literally gonna serve everyone else that is being quiet and being they're like waving their dollar bills at you trying to get your attention and getting mad yeah they're probably see this is why i'd rather be the overly nice patron that I am and get made fun of versus being a douchebag. You're not made fun of. You're only made fun of for your glass. I'm made fun of by my husband who <laughs> makes fun of how I talk to bartenders and waitresses. At least like I'm just trying to get a heavy pour. I'm just trying to be <laughs> nice because I get it. There are those people every time. I mean, you're the first person I'm looking for then too. Like, no, yeah, that's, it's, that's the best way to be. If you make our jobs easier, we're going to make your night better. I, heard that. Huh. I love that. Perfect. It's kind of doing like the right thing. You kind of thing, you know? What are you yes. doing? Yeah, for sure. So Bobby was kind enough to craft craft us all our own custom cocktails. And he was going to kind of walk us through. We did give him a little help. We gave him okay. like our favorite liquor base. Okay. And then he crafted a cocktail. Based on, I guess, kind of our personality. I know, too. and I feel like they all match yeah. very well. I want to drink this right now. I know. He's, a, he's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually had a lot of experience in doing just that. I worked at a place called Clifton's Cafeteria for a year, which was like a historic building and had tons of Algonquin classes. Um, oh. And we didn't have a specialty drink menu. We didn't have a menu at all for like six months. And I worked alongside some of the most talented bartenders that I've ever worked with. And and basically, we just had to talk to people and get a feel for what they liked and then make them something awesome. 
And so that, that experience I feel like is priceless, priceless. Okay. Um, so for those of you that came to Bolt, Bobby oh. crafted if you're quite about to a say, few of my cocktails. If you're about to say your apple cider mimosas. Oh, I did that one by myself. Oh, my god! Sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Okay. <laughs> but my grand opening, he did Made of Lightning. Did we call it Made of Lightning? Yeah. I don't remember okay. what. And yeah. it was so good. People still talk about it. And a few of my so other fun. ones. What was in that? I can't remember. It was like tequila, pineapple juice, tahini, which I... Said to him, I got that Tajin. So Texan of me. It's okay. Tajin. <laughs> I was like, never have I ever been so Texan in my life as now. But yeah. Anyway, he has crafted me a few custom cocktails previously, too. I'm sure I've had all of them. <laughs> yeah. I think those are Saturday probably, go-to. Yeah. <laughs> all she had to say was, hey, we have a... T-shirts and cocktails <laughs> on my way. <laughs> oh, I didn't even tell you guys, too. You know who ordered an AMF? Who I'll always remember? Uh, celeb status? Uh, Rihanna. Mar- uh, who? That's okay. As long as it's not Margot Robbie, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Wait, Rihanna. I got to her at Saddle Ranch. Saddle Ranch was such a conundrum because that place is such a touristy spot. But I saw every celebrity in that place at some point or another. Like, it's, I don't understand why that they would blows go there. my mind. Y'all, I went Halloween one year. I went and visited him. And no, I don't understand that. For five seconds, I don't understand that. She Rihanna, of all people, she's just a normal. It was human. like one. It was like one fifteen in the morning, like on a Wednesday night, and Rihanna walks in with her security guard. And I'm the only bartender. No, it was me and uh, this girl, Jenna, behind the bar at the time. And, oh, my God, this girl is is more beautiful in person than she is on television or in pictures. Like, And so you, your heart just freaking stops. But, yeah, I but got then she security. ordered that, and you were like, no. <laughs> and then she orders that, and you're like, oh. Hey, Riri Dang. can do whatever she wants. Yeah, that's true. Okay, no. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so these Did cocktails. Did she tip well? Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Status. Oh, okay, good. Not- she was so nice. She was so sweet. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she know. was. <laughs> you never know how they're going to be, though, you know? Like, sometimes celebrities are not so kind in real life. Yeah. Um, was, was Margo nice? Margo was yeah. great. Sweetheart. Even if she wasn't, you would just have to tell us that she uh-huh. was. Yeah. She might be listening. So. <laughs> yes. Margo Robbie's listening to our Wake Up Famous <laughs> We love you. Thank you for not ordering an AMF. Uh, you looked beautiful at the Grammys. Anyway, She's continue. <laughs> Back to oh, our, our descriptions. Yes. Um, our cocktails. The cocktails. Who are we talking about first? Ashley? Sure. You uh, know me best. I know. I know you love mezcal. Uh, I know you love spicy. I know you don't. You're not about the sugar. Um, <laughs> I tried to. I tried to play with a Greek liqueur because I know you have Greek background called ouzo. But no. that has a very black licorice anise taste. Ooh. Yeah, ew. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate yeah. though. I appreciate the thought, but no. <laughs> uh, so as the traveler, I just tried to use uh, different regional liqueurs with the mezcal. Mexican mezcal, um, Luxardo Maraschino, which is like a cherry uh, liqueur, and then Saint Germain Elderflower, which just gives it a nice floral uh, profile. 
Um, a little bit of sugar, a little grapefruit, or a little uh, lemon, and then grapefruit, and then obviously we're muddling jalapenos to make that spicy. Yeah. Uh, this one was my favorite of the four. Of uh, it just ended it up was. super balanced. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's just my style. I love mezcal. I like mezcal. I know. Uh, super balanced and it, it, the sweetness of the Luxardo and the elderflower, which isn't too much, just push the spice to like the end of the drink. So it's kind of like a experience, if you will. Um, uh, in a rock Ashley's glass, an experience, salt. so that works. <laughs> She's a fun experience. Yum. I cannot wait. Yeah. I wish I could make these for you guys. Like I want to, I want to be there to make them for you. Me too. Next time um, you're in Texas. Where are you guys at? Next time you're in Texas. <laughs> no, what we need to do is get you guys out to California to be on an episode that of Water Research. We will, oh, heck we yeah, that would be it. awesome. Okay, we will work on it. We'll April. Do, yeah. April. Maybe. Well, you might be coming alone, not with us. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing Rabel in April? Preferably, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, buy, buy my we, ticket. <laughs> what? I said buy my ticket. <laughs> I got Miles. No, 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 not that. The concert ticket. <laughs> He's I, got Miles I got too. Play Miles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take Miles at the concert venue. <laughs> uh, Whitley, for your drink, uh, a gin and rosé lover. Um, mm-hmm. My absolute favorite thing to gin is actually one of my favorite liquors as well. Uh, I used to judge people pretty hard. Um, who drank gin because if you've ever had gin by yourself or by itself it's like very yeah, I don't think I'm into like I don't think I'm into like straight gin like it has a very a different tonic. taste it's kind of and, but the, the thing about the profile it's so diverse and complex that it ends up bringing out a lot into a cocktail when you mix it with other things um, it you can make any cocktail with gin and it'll almost be better it's it, gin's kind of a weird Thing where you can literally take a cocktail, substitute gin, and it, it just creates such a unique profile. Um, but one of my favorites is the cucumber sour with gin. I don't know if you've ever had one of those. I have not had a cucumber sour. I think, did you, is that what you ordered me? I had one gin drink, the first one in my life in Austin with you. And I think it had cucumber in it. Cucumber it sour. Been a, yeah, it had to have been. You ordered for me. You're the only What's person up? I trust to order. Is that something for I can go to a good bar and order, and they'll know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'm gonna try that. So, you, what you want to do is say, is is ask for a gin sour, and then ask them if they use egg whites or not, and if they make any kind of face, or if if they aren't <laughs> confident in saying yes, then you probably need to back off that order. Okay. <laughs> okay. Abort. Okay. Abort. Barnett's should uh, be able to. Yeah. yeah. But you should be able to. If it's a craft cocktail bar, and you like going to craft cocktail places, I heard from episode three, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, she does love a good craft cocktail. I've actually they, they had more than like a, yeah. some drink with a gin and rosé, and it was really good. So I can attest to that. You wouldn't think yeah. that those two things would go together at all. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful. I mean, so yeah, your cocktail here is is just a gin cucumber sour, essentially, uh, kind of uh, volumized down, then with a a rosé float on top. It's modeled after uh, a New York sour. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, uh, which is a whiskey sour with egg whites with a red wine float. I forgot about whiskey sours. 
Yeah, there's versions. There's a there's a place here in town, and he makes a really good. It's some sort of sour with a red wine float, but I don't think it's whiskey on top. And then, yeah. So I've had like I think I've had whenever this drink came out that you'd made it, I was like I feel like I've had versions of this, and this is such a customized one that I love it so much. The Whitley. <laughs> the Whitley. Uh, and then we've I'm, got Britain with her tequila base. Sweet and sassy were my key words there that I pulled from your profile. When <laughs> uh, I think in the picture, it looks like you're drinking something like a watermelon margarita of sorts. Yeah, I can't really tell. It's delicious. Entirely, but uh, watermelon's really popular right now, especially out in California and using in cocktails, and it goes really well with tequila and gin. Um, so this is kind of a margarita model in a sense. Uh, we're using Reposado because it's got um, uh, uh, the Reposados end up being more vanilla flavored. Um, so in what cocktails, is that? Something. A Reposado is so there's three stages of tequila. You've got Blanco, Reposado, and Añejo. Basically, okay. it's just how long it's aged. Blanco is straight to the bottle. Reposado is going to be uh, anywhere from like you know, half a year to three years, I think. And then Yeho is aged beyond three years. Right. Uh, so the Yeho is going to have intense oaky flavors. Okay. Reposado is going to be like kind of in between. It looks delicious. That it looks, looks like so something that I would want to drink on a patio and on summer day. And With I would probably just suck them down. Tahin rim. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Tajin wall on it. I think that's a pretty, that's awesome. pretty attractive, uh, garnish method um it's not too sweet though it's it's got the agave and the watermelon juice which kind of lend it some sweetness but that's why we went lemon over lime uh dry curacao over triple sec and um the reposado should just add some nice flavors to it as well so it shouldn't be too sweet but it is a sweet drink and you've got that savory for the sassy on the side love it, <laughs> not a bad it. One. and then we got dylan where is dylan at by the way oh dylan is living in his vr world right now i'm so sorry <laughs> We're glad you can appreciate that, though. If this drink was sitting out on the table, he'd be in here talking about it. But he got a little distracted by his new toys. He's got toy. new toys. But I will say, Bobby, that when I saw this drink, I'm so impressed at how custom this is because the Huckleberry thing is very um, like personal to us because our boat is called the Doc Holiday, and that's a, obviously a play on words from the movie character, and because it's a dock that the boat is on. Oh. So. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, I love this drink because of it, so I really appreciate you taking the time to really look at that. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's that's the first uh, quote that comes to mind when I think of that movie, and I saw that in his profile, so I was like, okay, we got to go. You did his research. That'll be your Huckleberry. Exactly. Uh, and, and essentially, it's a, it's a play off of Manhattan and Old Fashioned and kind of a Bucare. Uh, it's, it's like a hybrid of some classics. Um, it's got to have that strong whiskey, though, because that huckleberry ends up being very sweet. So you need uh, like a 100-proof bourbon, like Knob Creek or something like that to kind of counteract the sweetness. But it, it turned out pretty good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I like that one. No, yeah. And what you don't know is that um, the places that we frequent for cocktails or after-dinner drinks or whatever, he either orders an Old Fashioned or a Manhattan. And so you've merged these beautifully. <laughs> He's a pro. <laughs> that. I... No, that makes me happy because – yeah, I do want to cater these drinks to your guys' palates, you know, not just my own. That's that can be tough from 
No, how yeah. many miles away are we? <laughs> I know a lot. And Ashley, didn't you say we're gonna have these drinks like posted on the Instagram? So people yeah, can just we'll see have what we're these um, posted on the Instagram, and then also we are hosting our first Waco Famous Happy Hour, um, and we will have one of these variations of the drinks. Um, at that happy hour for everyone to enjoy. So we're yes. pretty excited about that. Thank you, Bobby. Well, um, that's exciting. Yeah. You can fly down and we're, be there. Bar resources <laughs> making its way to Waco. <laughs> Give me a heads up on the date. So I'm like, oh, I'll try and fly in. Ooh, that's pretty <laughs> tight. We'll fly you in on our podcast private plane. Yeah. <laughs> PJ Gold. We have PJ miles. Gold. You have miles. Nice. Yeah. Just expect it. <laughs> Well, I think we're going to wrap up with you with a little game. Feel free to throw throw it back at us, but we're going to do a little truth or drink. Um, we're going to bring some more guests on the show, and we're going to try to end um, every podcast episode with our guests with a little game. So with Bobby, seemed apropos to do truth or drink. Mm-hmm. So we are going to do, do you judge people based on their drink order? Truth or drink? He's already getting his drink ready. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I want to say no, but it's really hard. Uh, Sorry, my my phone is beeping off here. Only if you order a Long Island iced tea. (laughs) Uh, It's it's just, it's hard not to. you know, in, in working at places where you kind of had to do that, uh, not having a cocktail menu, like I told you with the Clifton's Cafeteria, I mean, you are, you're trying to read people. So uh, you start to acknowledge trends. Um, I think I'm a really good, I think I'm really good at pattern recognition. Um, uh, and that's helped me in, in bartending a lot. But it, it kind of leads to that. It kind of leads to you judging people off of their their drink orders, uh, prejudging them and then post-judging them kind of thing. And, you know, you <laughs> <laughs> you don't let it your treat, but it does it aids the job a little bit you know yeah sure like do you think if you looked at someone you didn't know could you guess their drink what they're gonna order yeah uh how long of a look do i get do i get to watch them act yeah yes like like they they come in sit down at the bar and they're looking at the menu and you like get kind of a feel for them do you think you could you could be like call what they're gonna order he's shaking his head yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I'm probably overconfident in that field. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm excellent at picking out what people would drink um, off of minimal to no uh, input. So <laughs> based off the drinks that you made us, do you think you would have like guessed Whitley wants the fancy glass and the rosé? Maybe not the gin. He but... says yes. <laughs> You said you you guys told me Algonquin glass and I and I I, I would have gone gin rose on my own I would have done something like that style. <laughs> you, that you know so that's funny. kind of a fun game though it's almost like I wish we could set that up. Uh, no, I was just where, thinking that like what if we like yeah. like flash you like pictures of just people and like <laughs> this is what they would drink and then ask them later what their favorite bartender flashcards. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I know our, one of our other podcasts I said we talked about jobs and what you would want to do and I always said bartending. Just because, but the only thing I would think about is, is if someone like a customer bought you a shot, is there a trick if you don't feel like taking the shot? Cause I know in college, like <laughs> I swear I've seen this, like you take a shot and then chase it with something, but you like spit it back. Are there any like 
tricks that y'all y'all do if you're like you just don't feel like drinking that night or you can't drink on the job? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, there's there's tons of tricks uh, with bartending in that regard. I mean, even somebody being over intoxicated that you have trouble cutting off, sometimes you 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 know buy them a drink and that drink has you know no alcohol in it but a little alcohol poured down the straw. Um, oh. so the first, the first sip is going to be like, Oh, and then they won't even think about it beyond there. Uh, but the, the, the shot method, I mean, obviously, yeah, water shots are really common. Um, I mean, when I worked at Saddle Ranch, I used to work with these girls who were just like Queens behind the bar, uh, as far as saleswomen go. And they would get guys to buy them shots and drinks. And I mean, they literally decoy them all night long, but they're just using that to beef up their tabs. And it's literally water shots every freaking time. I mean, there's a lot going on in high volume, but they just. That's great. I just wonder sometimes because if someone buys me a shot and they keep buying it, I'm like, how do I fake taking this? I don't want to take it. (laughs) I heard someone the other day say that like they would like take a shot. It would look like they're drinking it, but they would like pour it, like throw it over your shoulder. shoulder. That's tough. I mean, I would end up spilling it down my shoulder and then be like, what are you doing? (laughs) I wouldn't recommend that method. I mean, I just find a way to get water into your shot glass. And whether you're saying, oh, you guys are taking vodka, I'm going to do tequila. And then you put water in a different shaker and you shake the water up like it's tequila. And, oh, I'm going to chill it. Like there's there's tons of ways to just basically get water in that shot glass. So you're actually taking a shot. Huh. Um, that's what I do, at least. Unless it's fireball. Then oh, you're screwed. Do you? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, I think that's all we've got. Do you have anything for us? Uh, I mean, I want to tell you guys thank you for having me on as your first guest. This was a lot of fun. Of uh, I enjoy well, your guys' you. podcast. I love your dynamic. Um, <laughs> thank you. I like I like Dylan in too. So I'm kind of sad he's not more involved in this episode. What? Um, y'all have the most in common too. <laughs> he's who, very who excited. Yes, about the VR and all. Oh, that. absolutely, oh. absolutely. No, I, I think you guys have a great thing going on, and I'm excited to hear more. And uh, I just I appreciate you guys having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, well let us know if you want us to fly out and be on your YouTube channel. Oh, he does. Well, and we're going to make sure, like some like our followers know to follow Bar Resource, and they can because you post videos. You post videos on how to make these drinks at home, don't you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, IG and and YouTube. YouTube, I've got like some lengthy tutorials. IG is just usually like simple stuff, recipes. Um, things like that. Always taking questions though, or um, you know, requests. Um, yeah, no, just happy to share the knowledge that I gained over the last ten years. That's great. Awesome. Well, we're glad you shared it, and we're happy to have you on our podcast. We love you, Bob. Oh, I love you guys too. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let's seriously get you out to California ASAP. We're Sounds coming. Good. <laughs> okay, guys, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with our next topic. Just uh, follow us on Instagram to see who our next guest is going to be or if it's just going to be the three of us talking about whatever we want. See you later. Bye.